Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the places where people like to listen? Where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And the best of all, it's 100% free and 100% ridiculously easy to use. I love Anchor. I've grown my podcast and I've met some amazing people through being here on Anchor. So get out there and use it. There's nothing to lose. Well, welcome everybody and to this episode of A Little Breathing Space. I am your host, Clarissa Hughes, and this is the show where you find mindful ways to live your life well. Today, we're going to talk to a topic that's very close to my heart, one that most, if not all women are going to experience in their life, and one that doesn't get a lot of conversation out in the world, and that's the menopause. I think we're too still stuck in hot flashes and strange giggling going on, when in reality, we know that the menopause can be a much more difficult experience for many women. So I'm really excited to have on the show today a menopause expert. She's an author, pharmacist, and worked in the world of women's health and wellness, helping women through the menopause, and that is Irene Hogan. Welcome to the show, Irene. Glad to be here, disposing some of the myths about menopause. I think that's fantastic. Let's start really about the menopause and one of the areas we were going to talk a lot about today is depression and mood changes in the menopause. I mean, how common is this? Very, very, very common. Um, you know, and let's just talk about menopause. You know, menopause really is just one day. It's one day when we celebrate or not celebrate, as the case may be, the day that you've gone a year without the biological function of your period. So it means your periods are over, you're no longer fertile. And unfortunately, it's got a very bad rap. So there's lots of myths, there's lots of taboos about menopause. We don't talk about it. Um, women are confused, they haven't prepared for it. And, you know, there's all these negative myths in the media, as you probably know, you know, that we age, that our body breaks down, that we're going to have all these symptoms, that we're a dried up old crone, basically, and we have no use. And some yeah. of these symptoms so are devastating, right? You know, women really don't know what's happening. Their mood does change. And many women do suffer um, both physical and mental symptoms. So the mental health, the depression, the mood changes. And this is actually a diagnosis of um, menopause, uh, sorry, of um, depression. And many women don't realize that that's happening to them. And it's due to the change of hormones. And as I say, the media would believe that, that menopause is a dreadful time of our life and basically we should lock ourselves away. It's sort of puberty in reverse, but at least we've got a bit more wisdom. And I'm really passionate, right, about educating women and preparing them and saying, you know, this is a really 
great phase of your life. It gives you freedom, it gives you opportunity, and I'm all for us living our lives with passion. And let's put life into our years and not years into our lives. So I like this, and it's not my definition, but I found it somewhere, that menopause is a joyous metamorphosis. It's becoming a wiser, more complete version of yourself. It's celebrating your freedom, it's celebrating regeneration. But let's look at those symptoms that women are going to go through and let's tell them that there's solutions and stop hiding it away. Because women tell me they're not listened to. They feel as though they're shut down. I think that's so fantastic. I just love that, that this is a metamorphosis and it's not something that we can avoid. And we have to live it and try and live it as joyously as possible and, and seek out those solutions. And that's totally my feeling as well, that, that we, we don't talk about it. Women are uninformed, as you said, and they kind of suddenly these things are happening to them and they, they're not really sure why it's happening and they don't know where to look for information. Um, and they don't feel like they've got anybody to talk to, talk to maybe in their own family, among their friendship groups. Or, and certainly not at work. I mean, that's kind of like, who wants to talk to that about that to your manager at work? No, in the workplace, we really, we're seeing research and research from the UK showing how employers have no idea what's happening to women. They don't know how to deal with them. And, you know, women are often, you know, this is happening to you in your 50s, you know, mid 50s, late 40s. And menopause, as I said, is just a day. It's a transition. But as you said, menopause is for life. I tell women, you're always going to be in menopause. You can't go in reverse. But <laughs> menopause is that 10 years or more before. Mm. And that's when your hormones are changing and they're out of balance. And it's about ebb and flow. Yeah. So some women have had hormonal problems all their life. You know, bad PMS, you know, peri um, premenstrual syndrome dealing with PCOS, dealing with endometriosis, dealing with depression all of their life. It's worse than sometimes with hormones. Yeah. And then menopause, you know, this perimenopause comes. And as I say, it's subtle changes sometimes. It is changes in mood. You know, I say that you can go from, you know, angel to bitch in 10 seconds. And women say to me, I don't know what's happening to me, but I just want to shout at people. Mm. And so they wonder and they're not sleeping. One of the things when I was working as a pharmacist in the pharmacy was people were coming in and looking for sleep aids. And then I'd start talking to them because I knew they were around the right age. And I'd say, have you noted changes in your periods? Have you noticed that your mood changes? It's just not just about the sleep. So if you start looking at some of those and prepare yourself on, and let's face it, who isn't stressed as a woman? No, every woman, every woman is stressed. I mean, I mean, that's part of our life. And, and we're, hitting, we're hitting probably our most stressed period in life when we become perimenopausal. Because suddenly yeah. we've got teenage children, uh, elderly parents. And if we've got a partner, he could be a grumpy old so-and-so who wants to sit in his bed. You know? <laughs> no, we don't mean that really. We love you guys. But, you know, that it is kind of that thing that comes together in the perfect storm. Yes, absolutely. You're right. And there's this issue of self-care. And I know it's a buzzword, right? But it's so true that as women, we take care of everybody else. And we've got this never-ending to-do list. But we're at the bottom of it. So when I actually say to people, you know, one of my key things, you know, for mental health, for controlling some of the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause is sleep. And we think that we can live without it. You know, we think that we can make do and we can't. 
because it affects every aspect of our life. So sleep is crucial. Mm. And I'm a pharmacist. So, I mean, I know about drugs and yet I know we overprescribe. And so, I mean, we are talking more about mental health. You know, we have Bell Let's Talk here and campaigns in that too as well. But put mental health, depression and mood changes and menopause all in the same basket. And you've just got catastrophe because you're sometimes they talk to their friends, but women are ashamed. They say to me, I have no idea what's happening to me. I know something's wrong. Nobody's listening to me, but like, I think it's my hormones, but I'm just not sure. And they can't get that information and they don't know what to do about it. And so as you say, they're stressed, they're lifestyles, they're not eating properly. You know, they're skimping, they're running around with takeaways. So they, they have nutritional deficiencies and all of these are adding to their physical symptoms. So basically what I say to women is the more stressed out you are going into perimenopause, the worse your symptoms are going to be. So we know we can't get rid of stress, but we absolutely can control how we react to it. I know you're familiar with that. I certainly am. And I think that's kind of my take on it too, that it is like, if you don't do the basics, if you can't eat properly, if you can't sleep properly and throw into the fact that lots of women just aren't getting to exercise. I mean, the third pillar of our well-being just. Well, it's the end of it. They're so fatigued, right? And they're so frazzled that they go exercise. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. But, and I think as you go through, as you go through this period in life, you, you, you can often see that your weight balloons and then you become yes. embarrassed about turning up at the, at the yoga studio. Cause you look like a, you know, yes. over, over blown, I don't know what. And you think I can't stand here with all these young, beautiful things. So exercise kind of peters out. Oh yeah. Self image in perimenopause just goes down the toilet basically. Okay. Yeah. And then women seriously do tell me when they come to see me um, in a consultation, they say, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, I don't recognize myself and I've lost myself. Mm. They absolutely say that, okay? I don't know where I've gone. I'm just a changed person. And they don't like it that they're irritable and they're snapping at their partners or they're losing it at work. And that they're so tired that sex is just out the window. Like, I mean, who has time for a libido when you, you're stressed and fatigued and you're running around all the time? And yet, those are all important things to have, you know, to nurture your relationship. Mm. And when you go in the Facebook groups, right, when I comment and add advice on that too, there's so much negativity because they feel it's not okay to talk about any of that. And that's really sad because, you know, we think as women we should be able to connect on a shared um, you know, common ground around this, but it doesn't seem to be, I, I have noticed that there are a lot of women who will just say, we just have to pull yourself together and get on with it. But not everybody's able to do that. And it's sort of denial pace, you know, we'll stoically soldier on as if we That's were right. grandmother's age and we're like, pardon, you know, we, we surely we've come further than that. No, it's that common phrase, I'm okay, right? I'm fine. Well, you're not fine. And good enough is not enough. I want the optimal. I want to live with passion. I want women to live with passion, but I also want them to live well. Because not only are we dealing with the symptoms of menopause, we are dealing with some of the chronic disease things. So we see diabetes, we see cardiovascular disease. I know women are worried about cancer, but then, you know, 10 times more likely to die of a heart attack. And yet they have no idea what to do about that. And so that lifestyles, that weight gain, all that, and they feel shut down. 
there is definitely an area of shame and we know this about mental health but that's the same with menopause that people are not talking about it and although you know some of the movie stars and that have now come out with saying i had a horrendous time with menopause you know if you're just an average woman that's trying to survive in her life and that's the trouble that's survive um, and that was my book you know not only just to survive i want people to thrive and so my book is a resource it's a tool it goes through all the steps that i go with my patients to help them through menopause mm -hmm. and, I, and i mean i know that i mean why are women feeling i mean there must be a, a hormonal reason for why women are feeling the way they feel Yes. And yeah. so when we, if we get down to, you know, what's the chemistry of it? What's the biology of it? Yes, your hormones are starting to decline in perimenopause. A lot of women hear about estrogen, although estrogen in perimenopause is fluctuating. And that's what's generating some of these mood changes, some of these hot flashes and night sweats. Mm -hmm. It can be high one day, it can be low the next day. You know, your period sometimes might disappear for a couple of months and then it comes back. Your, you know, your bleeding changes, it's heavier, it's lighter, your cycle gets shorter. And sometimes some of these subtle changes have not been noticed by women. As I say, we've already talked about sleep, sometimes headaches and things like that too. So estrogen is key for serotonin, which is the main neurotransmitter in the brain, which is depression. Yeah. And that's where some of the drugs work. And then the other hormone that's dropping because we know women and you know, ending their fertility is progesterone. And we don't look at progesterone. Natural progesterone that we're talking about, not the synthetic stuff, mm. is helpful with sleep. It's helpful with mood. And that, we don't realize, goes down even more rapidly. And that's the first hormone to go down as we go through perimenopause. And then, of course, as we hit menopause and we totally stop ovulating, we don't have any more periods, then both hormones start to drop rapidly. And that's when you might get more severe hot flashes and night sweats. But it's some of these other changes in perimenopause that if women are aware of, then they can start to do something about. And we know that estrogen is linked to serotonin. So as estrogen goes down, serotonin goes down. And that's where your key um, neurotransmitter that your antidepressants you know, work on, there's serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which just means it increases serotonin. Yeah. It increases other chemicals as well. But we know in perimenopause that women, if they've had depression, they're at a greater risk of that worsening. And we know that in perimenopause and early menopause, so the first sort of one to five years of menopause after your periods have stopped, there is also an increased risk of depression and estrogen plays a role there. Serotonin doesn't work as well. It's not there. Also, our adrenaline increases for some reason in um, perimenopause. And that's why women often have anxiety attacks and panic attacks for the first time. So it's all about that balance and that hormonal decline. Yes. It's like they've lost the sort of protective or effects that our normal female hormones have. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like we're protected to a certain extent from much of those stress effects of those stress hormones. But obviously if they drop off, then the body's not doing its natural thing and that can hit very hard. Yes, we're used to that ebb and flow in most women. You know, they may have a little bit of PMS around their cycle time. But normally, as I say, you know, that estrogen increases, then it decreases. Progesterone decreases, then it increases. So there's a natural cycle to that. That cycle is no longer there. Yeah. And so as that changes, we see some of these symptoms and that. We see, you know, memory and fogginess and brain. Women say to me, I can't remember. 
And we again know that that's in perimenopause, worsens in the first few years of menopause, but then that does come back. So there is hope. So if we can get ourselves through that, and you mentioned the stress hormones, and the reason why is because when estrogen and progesterone are there, they do balance the stress hormones. Mm. Whereas they go down and all we're left with is the stress hormones. That's what takes over. So we're in that fight or flight, that panic, right? We're in survival mode. Our body doesn't know any better. No, of course not. It just, it just knows that I don't feel good. And if we haven't got any natural coping mechanisms in place yeah. and we're tired, then we're going to be more affected by the impact of like no protect no protection really and the minute yes. something hits it feels like so much harder than than when yes. it did when we were younger and we're wondering what on earth is going on because i've never reacted like this before and that's the reason why is because we're out of balance that ebb and flow is gone your body now says okay your ovaries are shutting down and now you want me to take control of all of these other things too as well. We want, we want to put hormone balance back. So you're already unbalanced and then you hit perimenopause and menopause and it's like, yeah, okay. Everything's gone like to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. <laughs> hell in a handbasket. Oh, great. <laughs> but I mean, the steps are obviously we hear a lot about HRT. How does HRT help with our, the mood side of our, our um, menopause or perimenopause? phase well okay we definitely know that and this is research-based you know so i mean again there's a lot of myths a lot of taboos about hormone replacement therapy we've done a 180 on that research that came out and we've sort of dismissed it but we've been following those women and in uh, well we is this window of change so in early perimenopause early menopause we know that hormones can help so estrogen absolutely has an antidepressant effect and again it's not I'm not saying that hormones are for everyone, but they have a role. As I say, progesterone, both orally and progesterone cream that you can get, it helps. It helps with some of those mood changes. Progesterone is absolutely amazing for sleep. And if you don't want to do the hormones, then we have other herbs that sort of mimic that. So we have a herb called Chaseberry or Vitex, which helps balance that progesterone. So that helps with mood. It helps with sleep. If you help with sleep, then you can balance and improve all those symptoms like the irritability, like the, you know, the craving sort of thing, the foggy memory, the concentration, because once you're sleeping, that all improves. So yes, we do have evidence that um, estrogen in early um, menopause helps women with depression. So it can be used as an antidepressant and for symptom relief, and it can also be used as an adjunct prescription medication. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against prescription medication for, for severe depression. We absolutely know that it can help many women, okay? And women are desperate. Women do have suicidal thoughts at this time, and we shouldn't ignore that. And women shouldn't be ashamed to talk to their healthcare practitioner and that and ask about help. But what I like to also add is the drug is not the only solution, okay? We need to get to that you know, the groundwork, the building block, the foundation. If your foundation is crumbling, then that antidepressant is not going to have as good, you know, an effect. So we need, as you say, the diet, the exercise. And we're not talking about running marathons. You know, we've seen the research about just getting out in nature. So I call it go hug a tree. Yeah. We know that improves mood. It's inexpensive. It costs you nothing. You don't need any specialist gear. So doing some of the lifestyles, eating well, how many women are skipping meals and eating 
food that doesn't have good nutrition in. We know we're missing all those nutrients that help with serotonin in your brain and depression. I know you're an expert in mindfulness, but I recommend that to people, just doing simple deep breathing. When women come into my office, I see them, they sit down, their shoulders take this huge up and down and they take a breath. It's as if like they haven't breathed before. No, absolutely. I think that's very true. They don't breathe. Um, Their bodies are full of lack of nutrients, probably a little bit too much living on caffeine and alcohol, alcohol, yeah which makes us more depressed, which upsets our sleep. And, you know, I look at the top three. We put women on antidepressants, sleeping pills, and anti-anxiety agents. And as I say, I'm a pharmacist. I know about the drugs. Yeah. But what they're not told is the side effects. They're not told about the what I call drug nutrient depletion. So some of these drugs deplete the very nutrients, like B vitamins, yeah. that you need for optimal mood and brain health. We don't tell people about optimal vitamin D, which is so simple and help, can help with mood. It can help with other things as well, protects you against cancer and that. Yep. You know, we're going into our winter here. Yep, we so are too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just increasing your vitamin D helps with mood. It helps with seasonal affective disorder. Yes. So we need, and we need to look at the right nutrients, you know, the right lifestyles, the right food as you say if you're surviving on caffeine and alcohol you're again you're increasing your cortisol that adrenaline increases anxiety disturbs sleep so you've got to have as i say that good foundation so deep breathing walking in nature basic nutrients you know people say to me do i need a multivitamin and i say you're eating eight to ten vegetables a day and they look at me and say what eight to ten vegetables a day how do i have time for that and that means you're missing all those nutrients (laughs) Oh, it's a good health. Exactly. And I, and I wonder whether in all this, Irene, this is an education that needs to start much earlier than yes. when perimenopause hits. We should be really talking more and more to women in their 20s and 30s and, and getting them ready with good lifestyle so yes. that when this comes along, we've kind of got the foundations right. And that means that drugs... Uh, just helping that bit more, not trying to fix the whole person, which yes. is much a much harder road to, to walk on. Yes. Once you get that foundation in, once you put those lifestyles like diet, nutritional supplements, and yes, I do do herbal remedies too as well, because I'm trained in that. My training was in, in the UK. So we learned about herbs and I incorporate all of that into my personalized, individualized plan for a patient. We need to get those basic nutrients. You know, we, I t- talk to patients just about simple things like fish, okay? So omega-3s have clinically been proven to help with mood. And yet how many patients are told, okay, yes, you're on an antidepressant, but are you also on an omega-3? Because we know that that at a high dose helps with mood and depression. How many people are told that they're probably deplete in B vitamins, which we need? not just for mood, but for so many other things, controlling blood sugar. You know, they're the stress vitamins that we hear about. You know, we were given cod liver oil as kids. Now we know that cod liver oil helps with so many things. (laughs) The horrible thing it was as well, Aaron, those horrible drops, but we used to. And I I think that's going back to some sort of like basic sound advice. But of course, doctors are often, and I don't criticize doctors like that, but they're often not involved in that kind of nutritional side of things. So no, we, 
women are not getting that information unless they come through to a menopause expert like yourself it's quite possible that they will get medication which of course will help but it's also not really laying the additional foundations for a, a holistic approach to to yeah menopause. i call it a functional and integrative holistic whatever you want to call it but you can't just do you know traditional medicine you have to do as we say all the lifestyles and things like that too as well we have to look at nutrient depletion because just replacing those nutrients you know just having women have a good breakfast you know good protein rather than as you say going out the door with caffeine and a donut which just raises their blood sugar leaves them you know hangry and two hours later they're starving and they wonder why their brain's not functioning and then they don't take time for lunch and then they get home and they're so exhausted Yes, they have a glass of wine because yeah. that's their drug of choice. And we don't think of that. We don't realize that's our coping mechanism, chocolate, caffeine, and alcohol. And I'm yeah. not against any of them, but when they're instead of good lifestyles and good nutrition, we're definitely not balancing our hormones and we're not feeding our brain. No, and I think, I think there's, there's a bit of a reluctance to face up to some of that, which, which is which is noticeable, you know, women are saying, oh, but I just have one or two glasses of wine, but maybe yeah. that's really more like three or four and I feel a bit better. But, and it's nothing wrong, I enjoy a glass of wine too, but I, I know to recognize that that was something that I might have done that I'll, I'll, isn't helping me in the long term because it doesn't help you with sleep. You crush out for a bit and then you then yes. you're up in the night, but it's not supporting a good lifestyle, even if it's enjoyable when you want to enjoy it it's not like i'm against it either but but is a, instead of a good lifestyle we're putting ourselves at additional risk yes and i think women don't realize that they can ask for help they don't realize that they can go to a menopause practitioner and work with them on their own you know individualized what's their options you know we talk about hormones do you know what the options are i get so many women coming to me and they're so scared about hormones mm. because they've been told that they're dangerous that they will cause breast cancer and you know that's far from the truth in most women and most of the organizations have stated that hormones offer many more benefits than risk in that younger um, woman as i say in that window of change that window of opportunity and really, we know 80% of women are going to experience both physical and mental symptoms yes. and that those symptoms can last for up to 10 years. So this suck it up baby and live with it, which you're telling me women are told, they're not only told that from their friends and from the male counterparts sometimes who really don't understand what's happening with women and we need to educate them too, yep. but they're told that from their healthcare practitioner because they're told that there are no solutions or they're told mm. that there are only like, you know, drug options. They're not told, as you say, about nutrition, the lifestyles, no. you know, we talk about mindfulness. We, you know, I do simple gratitude journals, just yep. in gratitude, like going at the end of your day and saying, what are three things that I'm thankful for preparing for bed? You know, we don't prepare our minds or our bodies to go to sleep. We go, go, go. We're on our computer. We're on mm. our phones. We don't switch them off. We watch the news, which is all bad news. And yep. then we expect our body to just lie in bed and go to sleep. Well, it's not going to do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because so, our cortisol is sky high and we have no melatonin, which is decreasing as we age anyway. So absolutely. how about having a warm bath with lavender and Epsom salts that actually gets us relaxed, you know, yep. allows a body temperature to cool down. Do we have a restful place to sleep? Yep. Is our room 
dark and cool, you know, is it a sanctuary or is it full of junk and as I say, all these electronic devices, which we know are not good for our sleep. No, we know that. I mean, I, not, but I think I wonder now, we've got all this great advice. What are really going to be the steps that we're going to reach women and get them to really now take that on board and adapt their lifestyles? I think um, a lot of women are desperate. So a lot of women, they come to me, they've tried many, many things and they're seriously desperate. Okay. So I would obviously like to educate women earlier. And as you yeah. said, we need to educate women in their twenties and thirties and that too. When we're younger. Okay. We have, we're young. We have age on our side. Hmm. Um, but we don't have the wisdom when we're going through perimenopause and menopause. We do have that wisdom. We have that life experience. Experience, okay mm. and I think if women could view menopause as you say as joyous as metamorphosis as empowerment you know there's so many changes we're going to live a third of our life in menopause what are you going to do with that third of your life that's 30 yeah. years or more are we going to live it well are we going to live it with this negativity and this idea that we have no worth and that our body is going to fall apart well, that would be a bit sad, wouldn't it? I yes. mean, it yeah. would be very, very sad to think that we spent the last third of our life feeling that we weren't beautiful and brilliant and, and able to do whatever we wanted, because we are. Yes, and we need to have menopause relief. You know, we need to halt the hot flashes and night sweats. We need to regulate our mood, but we want to enhance that youthfulness, you know, we want to get rid of that negative thing that we have no worth and the aging is bad. Yep. We definitely want to ameliorate stress. We want to naturally balance hormones. And then we want to get that passion back. We want to enhance libido and get that back. Mm. It does come back, girls. It does. I promise oh, you. Oh, yes, it does. That's showing. And, and in some women, libido actually increases during menopause. So yep. women will be glad to hear that. And again, there are help. There is... There is supplements that we can do. We can do bioidentical and hormone replacement too as well if your levels are low. But, you know, again, that's something we don't talk about. That's something I found that women are uncomfortable about, healthcare practitioners about. We don't talk about sex. We don't talk about vaginal health until, unfortunately, women are in pain and they're suffering. Yep. And again, they're embarrassed and they don't know what to do about it. So I really want women to open up the conversation when we get groups of women together and I have like sort of little retreats and workshops and that, and we're all talking about the same thing. Women say, gosh, this was so great. I realize that other women are experiencing what I'm going through. So I think if that's the message to get out there, if we can get women talking about it in like menopause groups, I know there's menopause cafes going now, like, yeah. you know, different things like that then they realize that what they're going through is normal. They realize there are solutions and they can talk to people about it. And I think that's really, really good. So when I have, like, as I say, um, you know, women together and we have like focus groups and that too, they say, I really like that. Can we do another one? Because it was so good to hear back from other women, what was going on in their lives. I think that's just the wonderful way to to start this conversation and i think on a level that's not maybe so linked as we said all the time to celebrities experiences but to the experiences of everyday women just like ourselves that 
this is something that is normal. I'm not alone. And there are lots of avenues for help out there. Yes. Yeah. And that it's one step at a time. And that lifestyles is foundational. So it's not all about hormones or drugs or even supplements, but it's getting those lifestyle, those nutrition, the exercise, getting your stress. As I say, we can't get rid of stress, but we can change how we react to it. We can stop it controlling us. We can stop feeling exhausted. We can get our sleep back on track and we can eat. We can eat for our body, okay? Yeah. And, and that yeah. self-care starts to take place. And when you take care of yourself, I think other people around you notice that and your attitude changes and it changes the health of everybody else. We need to stop giving and we need to start receiving and giving to ourselves. Definitely. I'm very hot on self-compassion as people who know me through this program would know that that's a big thing that women need to cultivate. That's a whole talk on its own but yes that, that is definitely where i'm at irene thank you so much how can people get in touch with you and learn more from you they can go to my website it's www.hotchicks spelled c-h-i-x-s hotsex.com and if they go to my website they can download a free copy of my book in its entirety if they want it on an e-reader, they can get it from Amazon. And if they want the actual copy of the book, then they can contact me on my website and I will mail it to them anywhere in the world. I work globally. I also do what I call a free 15-minute discovery call so that we can see what's happening, You know what some of your solutions might be if you'd like to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And I do, as I say, group programs and retreats and workshops here in... Um, Canada, and I'd love to travel anywhere else in the world if people would like to have me or have me come out. <laughs> so, and and then I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well. But if you go to my website, say Hot Chicks with an X, HotSex.com, download my book, and then you can contact me from there. You can read my book, you can sign up for my newsletter, and then we can go from there. That is fantastic, Aaron Hogan. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge and some insights into how women can go through this transformative and sometimes wonderful period of their life by taking some steps, proactive steps towards better health. Yes, and it is a wonderful um, phase of our life and we need to be fearless, we need to be passionful and we need to be invincible. We do. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Clarissa. Well, I hope everybody found that really an interesting and informative. And take a good look at Irene's website, download her book, get in touch, because none of us have to go through the menopause alone. Until next time, it's Clarissa from The Little Breathing Space. Go well. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.